We're back. Welcome to another episode of Panthers for Life Weekly, where four best friends unpack the previous week in Middlebury sports. We're excited to continuously keep you all up to speed on the latest Middlebury athletic stories. I'm Eli. This is Captain Marco here. And Blaze, of course. Stay tuned for trivia, player highlights, and stirring statistics. We can't wait for you to join the conversation. Let's dive in. To begin the episode, a bit of Middlebury trivia for you. Yesterday, the Eastern Intercollegiate Ski Association Awards were announced and four Panther Nordic skiers were recognized. Three made the second team, Logan Moore, Wilson Moore, and Charlotte Ogden, and first-year Shea Brahms was named to the first team. Blaze, are Logan and Wilson brothers? They are not, Captain, but that is a great question. The trivia question of the week is, in Brahms' rookie campaign, she raced 12 times. In how many of those races did she podium? Marco, count us down. Five, four, three, two, and one. The answer is five. Brahms podiumed five times in 12 races, placing in the top 10 in nine of those. What a rookie season. That's impeccable. It's incredible. One of her marquee victories was winning the 20K Classic at the UNH Carnival on January 27th and 28th. For a full interview with Brahms, check out the January 24th edition of PFL Weekly, where my younger brother and his friends actually interviewed Brahms. Also wanted to give a special shout out to head coach Andrew Johnson, who is named head coach of the year. Round of applause, boys. Incredible. That's a good team. And that does it for trivia. Now over to Captain, who is going to introduce our first guest of the episode. This week, we got a chance to sit down with Curadale and talk to her about her two championship wins in the D3 New England Championships of Women's Track and Field this weekend. All right. Well, Kira, first off, congrats on the big weekend. Two, Thank two, you. Two championship wins is a big deal for anyone and uh how, how does it feel to win a new england race of this magnitude um it was really exciting going into it i actually have not run the event this season i qualified on a converted time from a different event so i didn't wow. really have a lot of expectations for the race um so i was really <laughs> excited to come away with the win well you know since you run 400 800 and also now 600 uh, we're wondering how long have you been running for and kind of what is your event that you like the most? Yeah, um, so I've been running the 400 since high school, but usually what I'd say my main event is, is 400 hurdles, but that's only an outdoor event. So uh, honestly, like as long as I've been doing track um, since freshman year of high school, I've never really found an indoor event that like worked for me. And this is the first year that I feel like I've really like started to figure out indoor. So it's taken me a while. Yeah, would you go into the difference between indoor and outdoor? Because I think a lot of people just think track is track, but a, a couple of us have run in the past and it, it, there, there is a big difference. Yeah, um, I mean, for for some people, the events are are somewhat similar. There's, there's always a 400, there's always a 200. Um, but for me, what would be called like a long hurdler, there's only um, a long hurdle event in outdoor. Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes I'm just like, floating around during the indoor season waiting for spring to come but also just i mean an outdoor 400 is one lap and indoor it's two so like mentally it's it's 
definitely a different race. So it's a big adjustment between the two seasons. So we've talked some, about some track. Now we kind of want to talk about Middlebury and, and how you get involved here. So uh, first of all, what's your favorite dining hall? Where do you get your feel for these races? I would say favorite dining hall is Atwater. Um, I feel like if you ask most people on the track team, they say Proc, but that is like a very unpopular opinion for me. Um, and it's it's honestly my least favorite part about the team is that everyone else gets <laughs> I, I, right there. I feel like I see you and Ross pretty often, so that makes sense <laughs> about the Ross Brock debate. Um, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. general, it seems like the team is really tight. And on social media, after you won your races, I saw so many people like reposting pictures on Instagram and showing just like an outpouring of support. Have you felt that from the team? And what's it been like the past few days to kind of celebrate with a huge track and field team? Oh, definitely. Um, our team is like very close and everyone's so supportive and especially for this meet about like maybe a third of the team was at the meet and a lot of people are at home and I the the amount of support that we get from like our teammates who don't actually travel is also just like amazing I mean people had to buy the live stream and I had a bunch of people on the team telling me they're like at, watching the live stream from campus and screaming at their computers and that just like means everything that everyone like wants to be there with you and and it's just it's an amazing team environment awesome well we'll let you go care but we really do appreciate the time congratulations again and we're excited to watch you continue to compete this indoor season and outdoor as well yeah thank you so much guys All right, everyone, it's time for my favorite section. I hope it's everyone's favorite section as well. It's Marco's Stat of the Week. Always bringing the energy, boys. Well, just moments ago, we heard the news that our own men's basketball team is going to be hosting the first and second round of the NCAA tournament this weekend. The Panthers are dancing, baby. That's yes. right. And we're facing Worcester State. They're and going down. Tell me how you originally pronounced Worcester, Marco. At Worcester. <laughs> Uh, rookie mistake <laughs> absolutely well if we do win that matchup we could have a potential rematch with Rochester who beat us by two points earlier this season but here is my stat of the week I'm gonna be talking about the reasons why we got that at-large bid because leading up to this we had just lost a crucial game to Tufts in the quarterfinals of the NESCAC tournament but now let's go to the facts about why we got this bid I've got three facts here for you. Number one, we had a 19-5 and record, one of the best in the country, and we were still ranked second in our region even after the loss in double OT to Tufts. Not to mention our difficulty of schedule in Absolutely. that record. Absolutely. Second, we beat Keene State, who are 24-1 and this year. Their only loss came against our Middlebury basketball team. Come Maybe on. we're just better. Maybe we are. And three, we've got the most dominant player in D3 at basketball at the Sobo, moment. Sobo, 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 Sobo. He leads the NESCAC in scoring, in rebounding, and blocks. It's our own Alex Sobel. And we're pumped to be here this Friday and Saturday cheering our boys on. It's time. It's our time. Let's get our form back. Let's go, boys. And if you make it out to the game, you might be lucky enough to meet some of the PFL Weekly crew. We plan to be there, and our very own Captain Rudolph is the bonafide chant leader. Captain, give us a uh, an example of what you might be saying. Whose house? Our house. Whose house? Our house. Yeah, something like that, boys. It's <laughs> a good one. Bring, Bring the energy. energy. <laughs> Jinx. 
Well, another week, another electrifying stat. And now we go on to another great interview. Blaze, please introduce our next guest. Yeah, for our second interview, we're welcoming last week's PFL All-Star, Riley Griffiths, to the show. A junior on the men's swim team, Griffiths has set three school records this season and is now heading to the NCAA Championships in Greensboro, North Carolina in two weeks. Without further ado, here's our interview with Riley. So Riley, just to begin with, how is your spring semester going? I imagine it's quite busy, especially as swimming is now in championship season. Yeah, it's super busy. Um, we just uh, finished our training for NESCAC championships, just got that done. Um, but now we're, I'm getting set for nationals. Uh, so back to full training, uh, no more resting um, for a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, now with classes back, it's pretty busy. Yeah, I can imagine. And uh, as I laid out earlier, you've set three school records this season, individually in the 500-yard freestyle and collectively in the 200 and 400-yard medley relays. Coming into the season, were you expecting to break these records? Was that something on your uh, to-do list or did it come as a surprise to you? So last year, I had actually tied the 500 free record. So um, I was definitely a big goal of mine to finally actually break it. Um, so that was definitely... but. Mainly my goal is to make nationals. That's always been a goal of mine since I got to Middlebury. Uh, and to be able to do that uh, this year was um, super, super good. Um, and then overall to finally break the records for the relays as well was super awesome for us guys because we had the same um, basically re relay team last year except for one guy. Um, and we weren't really close to either of them last year. So the fact that we were able to drop a ton of time this year and actually break them this year was actually really amazing um and a huge accomplishment for us awesome yeah no i'm, I'm just thinking back I, i'm i used to be a swimmer not not in anywhere near the caliber of you riley but uh back in the day you know being at meets just that team environment even though it's an individual sport kind of feels like a team and i'm just wondering you know uh i, I just saw the results from the 500 free in the, in the nescac tournament and you know i think a meet record was set and it seems like all those guys are just uh, really close and I, I just the question I have for you is how like what's your relationship with other swimmers um across other NESCAC schools like I see Justin Finkel probably races you a bunch uh, and he's really fast so do you guys have any sort of relationship um yeah like like when I'm warming up and warming down I'll come over or they'll come over to me and we'll chat like um say like oh that was an awesome race last night um how'd it feel, stuff like that. Um, I'm not really, I'd say like too close with them. I don't really, there's not really anyone uh, on all the other teams that I race with in high school or anything, but um, like just small, small talk, basically um, just talking about the races that we've done over the season. Cause um, yeah, it's obviously pretty competitive. Um, it's a fast meet in SCACs, So, Well, I just wanted to ask about, about where you are in the season and what's keeping you motivated because obviously um, kind of the regular season has come to an end and, you've you've exceeded um what some of the other sw swimmers at Middlebury have done and and are kind of embarking on your own toward towards NESCAC or excuse me towards towards nationals um and so I, I wanted to ask what's been keeping you going how's training going um and yeah wh where's your head at so yeah it's right now it's I won't lie it's pretty difficult um because I'm the only one left that's swimming uh so to have to train by myself uh without 
the rest of my teammates there pushing me is super difficult. Um, but uh, my coach is there um, trying to push me as much as I can, as much as he can. Um, so that's been pretty helpful. But overall, it's it's definitely not the same um, without my teammates because I mean it's it's super easy when you have a bunch of guys uh, around you that can push you like in the lane next to you, like be able to pace you and stuff like that. Um, but to be able to do it, have to do it by myself is really difficult, but, um, you know, just staying mentally strong and, uh, trusting what my coach does and all that, um, it's the best I can do. All right. And enough of the hard hitting questions, uh, to end on a, on a fun note, Riley, if you had to compete for one other athletic team at Middlebury, which would it be and why? Um, so me and my, uh, a bunch of guys from my team usually play intramural basketball in the spring. So uh, that's always fun. That'd probably be a sport I want to play. You know, swimming's not the most exciting sport to practice in. Um, every day, staring at a black line every day is, can get pretty boring, I won't lie. But um, yeah, something like with a ball, like like basketball would be pretty fun, I'd say. Awesome. Riley, thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate it. And we're excited to follow, you know, your run at NCAA championships and, um, and continue to cover you this season. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on here. Though there's snow falling outside, we're highlighting a field hockey player as our Panther all-star of the week. Charlotte Marks was just announced as the National Field Hockey Coaches Association Division Three Scholar Athlete of the Year. That's a long name. That is a long name. This is the first selection of a Middlebury athlete since 2014 for this award, which recognizes an All-American with the highest GPA in all of D3 field hockey. Charlotte is just one of those people that does it all and does it all super well. Continuing with her academic achievements, she's been named to the NESCAC All-Academic Team three years in a row now. And of course, her play on the field is dominant as well. She's been selected for the All-NESCAC second team twice and the NFHCA All-Region first team twice. Isn't she also a three-time national champion? That's right, Captain. She has had so much success with the team and no doubt has played a big part in all of those games. On top of all of this, Captain and I know Charlotte super well from our work together at the Middlebury Snowball on Ski Patrol. She tears it up out there on the ski hill and somehow she finds time to balance all of these time-intensive activities. I don't know how she does it. It's awfully fun for all of us to highlight these amazing people that are behind Middlebury Athletics and their achievements away from the field, because we know there's so much more to all of these athletes than just the numbers on their back. Student athlete. It's a good name for a reason. Charlotte, we wish you the best in Chile. I'm sorry, Captain, I just missed you down there, but it's going to be a great time. I know I know you'll live it up, and i got to say, we're excited to have you back for, for next field hockey season. And, and all the great plays you'll make out there. Yep. Now we want to quickly highlight what teams are still in the mix this winter. The women's hockey team will play on Friday night versus Amherst at Amherst in the NESCAC semifinals. The men's basketball team will play on Friday at home. The Alpine and Nordic teams are going to NCAA championship events on March 8th to March 11th at Lake Placid. Riley Griffiths will be competing for the swim and dive team, as we stated earlier. Select members of the track and field team will be racing at Tufts this weekend to try to qualify for the national meets. And select players of the squash team are also headed to nationals. A lot of teams are still in the mix. They're giving us stuff to talk about. Yep. I have to hear it.
right, Eli. Bring us home. Well, now you're all cut up. Thank you for joining us for another episode of PFL Weekly. We'd like to thank Ali Paquette in the Middlebury Athletics Communication Office and the Middlebury Campus for supporting this podcast. We'll be back with more stories next week. See you out there on the court, the trails, track, and in the pool. Go Panthers. Whose house? Our house!